This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Internet link established. So you want to be a podcaster. Our mission is to encourage and equip you for excellence in podcasting. Your hosts are Andrew Rappaport, host of the Rap Report and Apologetics Live, and executive director of the Christian Podcast Community. Together with Colleen Sharp, host of Theology Gals and chief administrator of the Christian Podcast Community. So, Colleen, I don't know if you heard, there's this thing that's going around, and I know no one's probably even heard about it, but it's affected some of the recordings and ability to do stuff just because it's been kind of tied down. Have you heard of this thing called COVID-19? Um, hmm. I think so. Yeah. I, think, I think I heard about it. I, I think, oh yeah, I saw an article in, I think it was the New York Times, that said that podcasting numbers have been down overall because of that virus. doesn't really make sense to me, but that's what I read. But it has affected us, and but we're back. <laughs> it, it's affected us along with everything. And our listeners should probably know, I think if, if you took everything that you and I have dealt with in the last year, it's amazing we fit it all into one year. Our listeners <laughs> probably don't know unless you listen to um, Theology Gals that I lost my father in February and I have another uh, family member now uh, a dying from brain cancer and um, we're selling our house. Andrew sold a house and bought a house and still in the process of that. We've just had a lot going on, moving and all kinds of stuff. Yeah, so I've had the move and I've kind of picked up a lot of more responsibilities at our church plant and got some things going on that I have not announced on the rap report yet or on my apologetics live, but I've been telling people that, yeah, there's some things going on in my life. But Today, what we want to talk about is sharing your episodes and social media. What we're going to cover today is we want to cover what to share. We want to talk about social media, and then we want to talk about email lists. So that's what we have in store for you today. Let's start with what to share. When we talk about what to share, well, obviously you want to share your podcast, the episode you just recorded. That sounds great. And you want everybody to listen and subscribe. But what exactly should you share? Well, you should share a link, if possible, to your website. The reason being is you want to, first off, drive traffic to your website. You want everyone to know where to go to find new episodes or old episodes. So if you have a website it's really important to share that link. There's going to be some more reasons that Colleen's going to get into on why, but your website is the best link. But maybe you don't have a website. Well, you host it 
your podcast somewhere. Some people will host it on Blueberry or Libsyn. Some of them will provide a website if you need, but share the episode that's from the host if you don't have a website. And there's going to be a reason that Colleen is now going to get into why that's so important. Well, well, first of all, and um, we've talked before about websites and hopefully whether you're using your website or you're using your host site, anyone who clicks on that is going to automatically be able to subscribe to wherever they use. There'll be a link to Spotify, a link to just the RSS feed that'll take you to different apps, to CastBox, um, to iTunes, different things like that. Uh, one of the things that I see people do quite often, and it's a bit of a pet peeve of mine, is they share the Apple Podcasts link. Well, not everybody uses Apple Podcasts, and not, not even all Apple users use that to listen to podcasts. And you want to make it as easy for the person as possible. So posting your actual website or the host site and then making sure that people from there can click where to subscribe. That's going to make it easiest for your listeners. But all people should use Apple, Colleen, shouldn't you they? You don't even use Apple Podcasts, do you? Don't you use Overcast to listen to podcasts? But I was clear that all people should use Apple, not necessarily okay. Apple Podcasts. Okay, you, you do know that if all people used Apple, then you'd have more problems, right? Okay, we'll have that debate another day. But even if it's a the, the Google link or a Spotify link or whatever, when you share the link to a podcast app, you're limiting your audience to that app. And if they don't use that app, link is no good. That's why it's good to share a link from your website. The thing is, you want your audience to know where to go to get all the information for your podcast, and your website should be that place. Now, that's what to share. We want to share the episode. We want to share a link to it. But then there's this thing of social media. Let's start with Facebook. Facebook is, well, actually, Colleen, a lot of people want to replace Facebook, but no one's found that replacement that works. So when people have podcasts there's often a question, should I set up a page or a group? Could you go into the differences between a Facebook page and a Facebook group for folks and explain why they would want one over the other? So, uh, so I don't think it's actually an either or. A Facebook page is it's a public page. And it's very different than a group. A group you have to join, but a Facebook page is a public page. Now, people can follow and or like a Facebook page and then they'll get notifications. But as a public page, I personally think everybody should should have a pay, Facebook page for your podcast. If your podcast is part of a ministry or an organization or something like that, you might not need a separate Facebook page. But then I think the question is whether or not you need a group. Now, a group I know, Andrew, that I think your Starving for Eternity group is public, but a lot of podcast groups are what is called uh, closed groups. I think I think that the I think Facebook just changed what they're called to private groups. And so people have to go and join. And a page is really more for advertising putting stuff out there publicly to be shared. And pages are great for that. Like, you know, you share, put your podcast out there. People can then share 
to their page say, oh, I really like that episode. I'm going to share from that public page to my Facebook wall. And then a group, you really need to ask yourself, do I need a group and what would the purpose of the group be? I have a very successful Facebook group and I'm going to do a separate short episode for this for So You Want to Be a Podcaster to talk about uh, groups in more detail. But just briefly, a group is a great place for discussion. Uh, you know, if you have a podcast, maybe you have a podcast about loss. Maybe that's something people might want to go and discuss with other people. So a group is a good idea if there's something that's going to bring about discussion. I know Andrew in his group, there's sometimes apologetics conversations and things like that. And there's not as much discussion on public posts. It's really a little bit more for sharing. You'll get some comments, but not a huge amount of discussion. And then, but a group can be very difficult to get off the ground if your podcast isn't very big. So you, you need to weigh whether or not that um, if it's, if it's going to be worth it, but then you have the option to share the episode in the group and have a discussion. So with my podcast, there's not a lot of discussion on the public page, but there's a lot of discussion in the group about episodes. And so I kind of think of a page as more one directional. It's me as the page owner sending information out to the public that anyone can get where group is more for discussion for back and forth. And as a podcaster, a lot of us want that. You want to build the relationship with your audience. And that's where a group is more helpful. And I do agree with you, Colleen, is that if you have a page that has the episode, you should share it to your page and then share that page in the group. But there's one thing that you and I both do in, in groups that we have, and that is that we have groups that are not named after our podcast. Now, there are some of, I have Apologetics Live that is named, has a group that's named after the podcast. But for the rap report, I direct people to the Striving for Eternity group, not named with the same name. Your Theology Gals podcast has a group for ladies that is open only to ladies and has a different name. One of the things I find... It just has that, a longer name, not actually a different game name. It yeah. is called Theology Gals, but Reform Ladies Discussion and Encouragement. And one of the things I think that we both do effectively in those groups is we use that group for broader discussion. For example, we have the Christian Podcast Community Facebook group. Now, we have this podcast, which we post there, but... That Christian podcast community group is where we have a lot more discussion and do a lot more discipleship. But that is when you use a group for a broader audience than just your podcast. For example, your group, your Theology Gals group, which is different than the page, that group, you get into far more discussions than just your podcast. So maybe you can mention and talk about the difference there because that is an important aspect for folks to understand is that you can have a group that's geared to the podcast or have a wider group discussion that the podcast is really the center around it. I think it would be very difficult to have a, a successful Facebook group if the only thing you're going to talk about is the podcast. If you're going to do a group, you really need to do a group that is marketed to people interested in the subject. So, um, you know, we 
we attract women who are interested in Reformed theology. Not all of them listen to the podcast. Not all of them have heard of the podcast. And we have all kinds of posts of all different sorts. We do have discussions about the podcast, but um, I think that's one of the, if you have a, unless you have a really huge podcast, it's hard, it's going to be difficult to have a successful Facebook group uh, unless it's really um, has a lot more discussions on different things that relate to the podcast. Well, like for example, the, there's some crime, true crime podcasts and there they'll do an episode. And in that episode, when they put that out, there is a lot of discussion about that episode where people go and do their own research and bring that up and discuss that. And so every week, here's the new episode and everyone's going out and researching from that episode and providing input. And that's the back and forth. That is a way of building an audience support. And that is really good support because people are taking what you're saying and interacting with it and building on that and now discussing it. And in true true crime podcasts, where it helps is it helps people to maybe solve a crime. Now, that's Facebook. Twitter is a different animal. And Twitter is one where you have to give short, shorter, I should say, uh, posts and what you want to do there is you want to give your link to the post, but you need to give some description. Now, Twitter, again, like Facebook, is going to be something where it is more who is following you. And so if you set up a Twitter, the key with Twitter is you need to give regular tweets. You have to be active on it. There are people who suggest that you should tweet several times a day. They could be short things, but the more active you are, a lot of the time, that's going to help people to find you and follow you. You need to build that following. Unlike Facebook, where you can have a public page and anyone can can go to it, on Twitter, people are not going to see what you're putting out there, what's called a tweet, unless you are unless they're already following you so you have to build that audience how do you build it the way on twitter really to build an audience is to put things out there and have other people share them. now with that i'm going to give the same caution that we put if you go back to our episode on ethics back on episode 10 we talked about podcast ethics do not do clickbait do not put something out on twitter with a title or a description that doesn't describe what you actually discuss in the episode but you want to be regularly putting things out there and being provocative in your wording to get people to respond to get people to share because when they retweet it that's how others will find you There's another tool that a lot of people use, kind of those millennials especially, the next generation that everyone wants to get, the generation that listens to the most podcasts, and that's a thing called Instagram? What's that, Colleen? So Instagram is really not my favorite, but a lot of people have been encouraging me, Colleen, you need to go on Instagram, you have so many you know, so much audience there. People are always sharing you, blah, blah, blah. And so I begrudgingly did it. We've actually, since I've been doing it just last couple of weeks, we've already gotten some new listeners. So Instagram, you share images. And so it's kind of a different 
different animal altogether. If you don't know Instagram, one, one of the things that's a problem with Instagram is you can't share links in posts. So it becomes very different. So I will do an image about a new episode, but then they have to go to my profile to click on the link. And I just do a link directly to our Theology Gals page. From there, they can do whatever they need to do. Uh, but if we have something special, then I'll put a link to that in our in our profile. Uh, now, one thing I want to say, I would recommend if you don't understand Twitter or Facebook or Instagram, there's a lot of uh, YouTube videos you can go through programs to learn these things and one of the things that's important and this has to do with instagram and twitter you're not going to get a lot of people interacting with you if you aren't willing to interact with others if you're only there to promote yourself and you're not interacting liking other posts um sharing other people's stuff it's it's not a good look you you want to also be promoting other things and so on uh, if you do a a uh a course for learning Twitter or Instagram, one of the, they'll say things like, you know, tweet three times a day or share an Instagram once a day. But then they'll also say, you know, reply to three people or comment on three people's posts, but do not mention your podcast. That's, that's a big thing. And, you know, like 10 posts or like 10 tweets. And so you, I'm going to tell you with any social media, you will get out of it what you put into it. There actually is what's called the 70-30 rule when it comes to social media. If you want to build an audience on any social media, you need to be sharing 70% of other people's stuff to 30% of your own. If you're just all about yourself, like Colleen said, people don't tend to follow you. They, they see that you're just spamming and they kind of ignore you. Now, with any of those social media, look, we're all busy. Look for automated tools, if possible, so that you don't have to go and share. There's different tools you can use. If you have WordPress, for example, you can get a thing like Jetpack. Jetpack will share on your Facebook, on your Twitter, whatever you set it up for, so that every time there's a new podcast post, it's automatically shared. There's tools like NextScripts, which do the same thing with WordPress so that you can share them automatically. You can use things like if, then, then, that. I know it sounds strange, but it's I-F-T-T-T, if, then, then, that. And what that does is that allows you to say, hey, let me tie my WordPress or whatever I have my... what." podcast on if there's a new episode go share it on these different social media sites that's really good to do have those different tools set up if it's tied to your website like in a wordpress website and you have jetpack the nice thing about that is once you post it automatically puts it on your feed you don't have to worry now here's something to think about though there are times that you may not want it going out on social media. In other words, if you decide you're going to share your episode or post your episode at three in the morning, maybe there's not too many people watching social media at three in the morning. So it may be good to schedule your podcast. Now, a lot of people like to schedule so that 
their audience knows at a set time on a set day of the week, that's when the podcast drops. For example, my Rap Report podcast will generally drop at 10 o'clock on Sunday morning, where my Apologetics Live podcast, because it's a Thursday night live podcast, that generally will drop on Friday at four o'clock, right in time for the weekend. There's different times you want to do that. Now, why do I schedule at those times? Well, one, so my audience knows when to expect them. But another reason is because the tools will automatically share them. However, Colleen, for example, with Theology Gals, she will drop on Sunday night it will automatically put a something out on there because she's on the same website as I, and it will automatically put something out at the time she drops it. However, she will go in and then post something Mondays around four o'clock. And why? Because that's the time when most people are going to be watching on social media to, to see that. So if you use an automated tool, you may want to be think through when should I post my podcast so that I get the most media attention on it. If you want to just drop it whenever, then you are going to want to remember, okay, at a good time, afternoons on a Monday, that might be a good time, or on a, like I do on Apologetics Live on a Friday, might be a good time to drop it so that people go and watch that. So that's the what to share. That's the social media. One more thing we want to cover before we go today is email lists. Now, email lists are very good to have. You, what you want to do with an email list is gather as many emails as you can. And we have one of our Christian podcast community members, the Prescribed Truth Podcast with Jamal Bandy. And he does this. When he has a new episode of his podcast come out, he sends an email newsletter with a description of the podcast. So many of us just think, well, we tell people to subscribe and then we forget about it. But there's an advantage to using a newsletter. Send out a newsletter so that everybody knows, oh, there's a new episode, especially if you're someone who is not consistent in dropping episodes, a newsletter highlights to your audience, hey, I just dropped something. Go check it out. But gathering newsletter information to gather that email list could be difficult. One way to do it is to tie it into your website if you have one, so that when people go to your website, you could pop up a thing saying, hey, subscribe to our newsletter. Now, let me give you a, an inexpensive way to get an email newsletter list, and that is MailChimp. If you go to MailChimp.com, I think it's the first 2,000 emails a month that are free. So this is a way you can do it for free. You could go for more things that cost money, like a constant contact. I use something for striving for training that's a little bit higher end called Infusionsoft. A little bit more money, but we end up doing a lot more. It'd probably be overkill for just a podcast. But if you're going to try it out, I would say start with a MailChimp. Start with something that's free. If you have more than 2,000 people in your email list, you're going to need to pay for it with MailChimp. But it's a great one to start with. And start to gather those emails. How do you gather them? One way, do a contest. Colleen, I know you and I have both done contests to try to gather information on our audience. We could put yeah, so when, when we... 
I've done it for my Facebook page and my Twitter. And the way that people enter is they have to like our page or follow our Twitter and they have to retweet or share. Um, and that's how you enter. Now, what we often will do, though, with the podcasts that are in the Christian podcast community is we have software that's tied to our website. And one of the things we say is if when we set up a contest, one of the first things is give us your email. Why? So that you can have that email list. The bigger your list is, the more you can send out to people. Now, don't be discouraged when you send out an email newsletter and only 12% open it. That's actually the national average. And when only 1% or 2% click on things, yeah, that's the national average too. People get tons of these things. So if you're going to send out a newsletter, make it something that is attractive. Make it something that captivates the attention. And so email newsletters are very good. Another thing you could do with the, the newsletter is to have a ministry site or a website that, that's doing that. Now, I happened from my podcast, the Andrew Rapport's Rap Report, it's tied to Striving for Eternity Ministry. So it's a broader organization that actually has that. And so what we do is we use that website and that ministry to gather a larger email list than we would if it's just our podcast. Now, there's other ways you could do it. For example, we're part of the Christian podcast community. And when the Christian podcast community does contests, we gather all of the emails. What we're trying to do is gather all the emails so that maybe I, they've gathered emails because they listened to the rap report, but now Colleen is going to send something out and we can send something out with that. That's a way of broadening the email list to work with partners to get more email addresses to send out. And that's a very effective way to let your audience know, hey, I have a new episode that just came out. Some people aren't on social media, but they have email. There are ways to do that that help people so that whether they're on Facebook, on Twitter, on Instagram, or maybe they just have email, these are the different ways you want to reach out and share the link to your latest episode. So that's what to share. That's about social media. That's about email lists. What we've shared with you today is all about different ways to get your podcast out in front of an audience. It's important to do that because if people don't know, they're not going to listen. You want to do all of it. But let me end with one thing for you to think about. Don't try to master everything at once. You know, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, email newsletters, they're all very different. Try to master one and then move on to the other because then you could be more effective on each of the separate platforms. And with that, Colleen, why don't we end by sharing one of the podcasters on the Christian podcast community? This is Eddie Roman from Roman's Road. Welcome to Roman's Road, the podcast of me, Eddie Roman. This is where we talk about evangelism and apologetics and all kinds of Christian stuff. 
Ray Comfort here. If you haven't yet subscribed to this podcast, please take a moment to do so now. On your phone's podcast app, search for Romans Road, and when you find it, hit subscribe. It's free, and by doing so, you'll get all episodes past, present, and future. Then when you're finished, head over to livingwaters.com for a huge collection of evangelism videos, articles, tracks, and resources to help you share the gospel with those around you. That's livingwaters.com. Thanks for listening to Romans Road. If you want to learn how to evangelize, check out my book, Search and Rescue, available at eddyroman.com. On my website, you'll also find videos and other things to encourage you to preach the gospel to your friends and family. That's eddyroman.com. See you next time. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.